Welcome to the RD Energy Stay Current newsletter, uh, April 2023. I'm Daryl Bragg, president of RD Energy, and, and uh, we welcome you to uh, our podcast. Um, this morning, we are looking at a number of things that is driving the market right now. In the short term, it's driving the market down. Um, we're continu- continuing warm weather in the Midwest and Northeast, particularly. Uh, it now looks like April's going to be a scorcher. It's going to be well above normal. And so that the, the hope that uh, we'd have some cold weather in April uh, to use up some of the gas surplus that we have seems to be going by the wayside pretty quickly. So we're seeing natural gas prices uh, for you know trading for May right now. Uh, very low spot prices, extremely low, near $2.00. So um, it's kind of a, you know, we're kind of in this gas glut area. So one of the things is this, you know, lack of cold weather. Now we start looking at other things and saying we have strong LNG exports that could help rise prices later this summer, as as well as the upcoming storage season that could, uh, you know, as utilities start putting natural gas into storage, that, that should begin here by mid to late April. Um, we, of course, we have the all-important air conditioning season. Um, you know, that will be, uh, since num- natural gas is the number one fuel for power generation, if we get a hot summer, then, um, you know, the peaking plants will come on, the power generation will be gobbling up large amounts of natural gas, and that'll be bullish for natural gas as well. In addition, you always have pipeline maintenance programs that'll stop how much natural gas we have coming. You know, but but all those things together, it looks like hey, short term we're looking at uh, um, some short term prices that could be we're at around two dollars now. Could it fall a little bit more in the front month? Yes. Um, now it's a matter of when will it start to rebound, and uh, when you start looking for those tendencies to say when will the drop end and when will the you know even if it's a slow you know slow rise in prices when's that going to begin and and right now you'd be looking at uh later april mid to late april when the utilities start inject injecting gas into storage as well as strong lng exports as well as uh you know the first shots of air conditioning load those are probably the three catalysts that we'll be looking for to say when does the price stop dropping and turn around and actually start going head the other way. You know, of course, there's a lot of, on the technical side, there's a lot of traders that's been selling the market and pushing it down. And uh, so we just, we're going to need to see some buyers. Uh, we need the short sellers kind of getting out of their positions and the, buy, the buyers of uh energy and trade and the commodities starting to help bring that price up. So right now it, it I'm looking we'll probably be weak in prices the next couple of weeks unless something you know uh, changes that we don't see right now but by mid April to late April when all these other things start happening you can see things uh, turning around for us. But one of the things that I wanted to mention today was um that uh, all the electric utilities that have deregulation in the state of Ohio, AEP and the First Energies and the Dukes, and all their rates beginning June are right around 10 to 11 cents per kilowatt hour. You know, they all hold 
auctions now, and uh, they all have these uh, uh, wholesale auctions that they, they bought a, a big chunk of it in like October, uh, almost when the prices were peaking. So they were, their auction rates, uh, the winning auction rates back then were around 12 cents. And now you're seeing, uh, you know, they bought the rest of it in March. And, and so when you got a weighted average for the beginning June for the next year, you're looking, you're seeing all these utilities um, at around 10, 11 cents per kilowatt hour. So that's something that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, those who aren't, those who are buying from the utility especially are really concerned about that. And of course, uh, the residential uh, class of customers who a lot of them are buying from the utilities are very concerned about that. So, but flying under the, one thing flying under the radar has been the Columbia Gas of Ohio uh, rate and customer charge increase for general transportation service customers and large general transportation service customers. There's been a lot of stuff going on, and this kind of really has been something that nobody's really paid much attention to, mainly because it's not really affecting the residential class as much or the very, very small uh, customers, but it, um, the choice customers, say. But for the general transportation and the large general transportation, it will be impactful, especially for the large general transportation customers. So one of the things that we're seeing that uh, for the customer charge, you think, well, hey, what, you know, the monthly customer charge for a, a GTS customer went up from $21 to $150 a month. That's impactful. Uh, the transportation rates did go up some as well. So between the the two things, and uh, we're seeing that the total cost for general transportation customers is probably in the 20 cents per MCF range. Um, it, that'll vary depending on how you consume your, your natural gas. But for LGTS customers, the large general transportation customers, that monthly customer charge jumped from $560 a month to $4,140 per month. That's a very sizable, impactful increase, as well as the transportation rates themselves nearly doubled. So the cost for a large general transportation service is where a bulk of the Columbia gas increase is coming. Um, they and the PCO uh, basically uh, reasoned that the large general transportation service customers have gotten it easy on past increases. Most of the past increases in their rates and stuff has been on the small customers. And so it's felt like, hey, it's time the large customers pay their fair share. And to do that, they've increased the monthly customer charge and they've also increased the transportation rates. So there are some other riders that will change each year as well. And, and uh, based on the money they spend in their infrastructure uh, replacement programs as they upgrade pipelines and all that stuff. So the large general transportation customers are seeing a very large increase in their costs for off to Columbia Gas Transmission. I mean, Columbia Gas of Ohio. Um, and the kind of the key thing there is also is that there's probably a lot of large general transportation service customers who should actually now be a general transportation service customer when you look at the cost benefit. You know, uh, a lot of people who 
you know, you kind of look at it and say there was a break-even point uh, where customers who consumed 18,000 to 25,000 MCF a year should probably be on large general transportation service versus general transportation. But now with these new rate structures in place, it's probably where we, I've heard numbers, you know, closer to 85,000 MCF a year is a, kind of the break-even point. So there's quite a few customers out there probably that are, you know, in the LGTS rates that should actually be GTS. And so one of the things we wanted to, you know, we offer out is that we did put together, you know, a a, spreadsheet that we can uh, kind of the before and after for LGTS and GTS and and uh, with with a copy of your bill, if you want us to plug in the numbers and see which one comes off um, better for you financially as a company, then we can definitely do that. So uh, just let us know um, if you have anything that uh, you'd like us to check out on that. But going back to, to the energy part, um, we've had people ask, well, this OPEC uh, cut, oil cut, uh, will that affect, will that kind of affect natural gas prices and, and have them go back up? And, and actually, probably not. Uh, you know, normally when you have an uh, OPEC oil cut, um, that means prices actually go up. So, you know, the main mechanism uh, has been that, hey, if higher oil prices leads to higher drilling here in the U.S., leading to more natural gas that's associated with that oil drilling, resulting in lower natural gas. So the OPEC cut in their production normally stimulates uh, prices, which stimulates production, and uh, in the end uh, gives us more natural gas in the associated with it. And so you don't see lower prices. So we also have a some coal plant retirements in Pennsylvania. One particular coal plant, a very, very sizable coal plant in Pennsylvania, uh, is actually closing early. Uh, they expected to close in June or July of this year uh, rather than, um, you know, much later. Um, a lot of that has to do with the low natural gas prices have kind of helped end that coal plant a little early. And so that now is, uh, you know, more of a catalyst for natural gas prices to go up because you're taking a um, sizable coal plant off the table um, and plus there's a couple other coal plants that's smaller that will be retiring as well. So that's going to be something that uh, could be something to push prices up as we go this summer. Um, and I think one of the things that it is pushing up is actually electric pricing. We've seen um, a kind of a disconnect between electric pricing and gas pricing and on the wholesale level the last few days. And it's basically been due to the result of this announcement of the coal plant retiring earlier than expected. So we, right now we're seeing a little disconnect in electric and natural gas. And that's something to kind of be aware of as we talk, because a lot of times, you know, natural gas is a key driver to electric prices. But right now, it appears that we have a little disconnect uh, on that. We're seeing natural gas prices uh, steady to going down while we're seeing electric prices rise. So um, so we got to see how that plays out. But overall, uh, when we look at the wholesale energy, natural gas, uh, uh, outlook, uh, what's happening right now. 
it's kind of the tale of, you know, two views. One is a very short view that we're looking at right now. The consumer demand is very low. Uh, we're getting very hot, warm to hot weather in the Midwest and Northeast. And um, so that uh, in the, any, the cold weather has dissipated. And so uh, natural gas consumption. So this shoulder season we're in right now uh, could be, we could see, you know, short-term prices drop a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we'll see what's going to happen. But when you start getting into summer, that's a different ball game. You got the air conditioning and, and all that and the and it's utilities injections, as we talked about earlier. Long-term, you kind of have to look and be a little, it's, the market's more bullish. So historically, when you look at wholesale natural gas and electric prices, we've seen that the, the, the next 12 months was like higher than the year after and higher than the year after. But right now, we're seeing the reverse happening. Right now, we're seeing the next 12 months being cheaper than the, than the 24, and the, and the che- which is cheaper than the 36. And one of the big catalysts, you know, I guess the major question always that really is a root cause, root you know, of everything is as we grow the natural gas demand globally, um, will the U.S. producers be able to, you know, produce enough natural gas to meet this added growth without prices rising substantially? That's the kind of the bottom line question that's going to be happening as we get into twenty, late 24, 25, and 26. Can the U.S. keep up the production levels to meet the expanding growth that's both here domestically and globally, especially globally? Because right now, the U.S. is, you know, can export about 16 BCF maximum. Right now, they're, they're shipping about 13 to 14 BCF a day. It might, if we can see if this summer we might get to 16 BCF, that's probably where we top out. But we're building facilities in the country that by the second half of 24 and the first quarter of 25 or so, we should be able as a country to ship up to 26, 27 BCF a day, a sizable increase to where we are today. And, the you know, if the question mark is to meet domestic demand, storage injections, power generation, and, um, you know, cold winters and hot summers. Do we have enough natural gas to meet that demand as well as all this added extra LNG export demand? You know, at the same time, the uh, Europe and different countries are building import um, LNG terminals. So there be, so the world is preparing as we're preparing to be able to ship more natural gas. So the question is going to be how does natural gas production going to ramp up and make that and you know so we'll talk next month a little bit more about even if um the drilling ramps up you know can the u.s actually get it to the lng plants and um and you know can we how's that going to work because there's a lot of a lot of issues infrastructurally um in the country so um we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that next month but in the end, um, you know, we look at, uh, you know, when we're talking about the natural gas long-term view, and of course it related is electric, we're seeing May right now trade around 208 per MMBTU uh, on the NYMEX. But when you look just 
by November 2023, even by August 2023, we're seeing prices 60 to 70 cents higher than today, and by November's a dollar higher than today. So you see that going out into the future, prices are quite a bit higher. Another kind of an example is that you know May is trading today at 208, where May 2024 is trading around 313. Um, you know, which is, you know, more than a dollar higher than today. And then May 2025 is trading at 375. So you can see that year over year increase is you know, definitely notable. It's definitely notable. So, so again, we talked about the reason for those longer term bullish views. And a lot of it has to do with the LNG and that long term question that I mentioned earlier is, can we meet that growing global demand? So I hope you found this beneficial. Um, If you have questions, you want to talk to us, always please feel free to reach out. And uh, after that, we we will meet up next month. And uh, we uh, look forward to talking to you. Again, if you have any questions, please give us a ring and we'll talk. Thanks so much. Bye.